0: Thank you.
1: Kelly Carlin, and welcome to Waking from the American Dream.
0: Well, all the seats were taken at the wild lads, so you, and overnight sensation but I know how you paid your dues I've seen that before and I don't know how I paid I'm wasting all the rest of this night, a little job of honey, a spoonful is poison, but you know you need a fix, but ain't enough to kill you darling, can only make Down now, but that man and son will go down. So, for now, baby, I ain't gonna stand no now. If you want it, you can call me and party. I'm not wasting all the rest of my time for a little Oh, I'm deep and i all, But with you, all I get is burn Oh, you're so sweet and so nice But only a fool, darling Only a fool gets sucked right now back.
1: Cuff's with Drop of Honey. Uh, It's going to be an Eric Cuff's day. And so here's the question of the day. Who the fuck does he sound like? It's driving me crazy. You know, it's like some 70s uh, Teddy Pendergrass, someone like, you know what, a little Boz Skaggs. There's a little Boz Skaggs in that. That is what I think I'm hearing is the Boz Skaggs part. Anyway, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. people. You people listen out there, too. Uh, Welcome to the show. It's uh, September 19th. Uh, You know, people, we are – I didn't even write anything about this today, but we are two days away from the fucking equinox. And uh, (sighs) yes, the year keeps rolling on. Wasn't it just January? Weren't we just discussing January? I thought we were. Uh, It's – yeah, the equinox is coming up, I think, Saturday. I think it's the 21st might be the 22nd. You never know. It's kind of sneaky that way. Depends. Uh, And as we all know, it's that equinox thing is the equal day with the equal night. And it's the transition from summer to autumn. It's the beginning of the end basically. You know, this is when trees just start to give up and they drop their leaves and the other kids and the kids uh, animals go into hiding and hibernation and uh we all get depressed because they're already putting fucking Christmas shit out and it's, you know, not even Thanksgiving. Not even ha- Halloween. I walked into my market 2 days ago and the Halloween candy was out. The Halloween candy was out and pumpkins and squash are being sold. I'm sorry. You shouldn't be able to do that before the equinox. Uh, that's at least the rule I'd be willing to make as a nation. But we can't agree on anything, let alone when to put squash out at the market. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, uh, equinox is this week. Uh, you know, enjoy that. I want you all to be go outside and time the day and time the night and make sure it really is equal because, you know, someone may be lying to us at this point because no one No one's lying to us, really. Uh, And, uh, you know, I've I've decided that, um, once again, as I decide very often on this show, that the world has gone fucking nuts and I will just have nothing to do with it anymore. I just don't want to pay attention. I've got too much on my plate right now. Um, I'm dealing with a keynote presentation issue. You know how that is. So, you know, (laughs) my life's occupied. I can't worry about things like... Chemical weapons and and mass shootings, but uh, it's just also depressing and crazy. Um, oh, and then today, the Senate, um, not the Senate, the Congress, um, fine representatives in the Congress, uh, basically passed a bill cutting. Uh, I believe it was forty billion dollars from the food stamp program. Yes, and uh, so uh, unless you have a job or in job training, um, you will no longer be getting food stamps, and even if you do, you'll only be getting them for three months. Uh, never mind the fact that there's not enough jobs for people and there's uh, real poverty in this nation. But it'll be fine because the market will take care of these people. It'll be fine. So I'm really excited about that. That'll be interesting to see if Obama's got the cojones to actually veto that. He's threatened too. So, but this is why I don't want to pay attention to any of this. It's just, it just takes a lot of energy. And uh, I I went to therapy today and I don't have the energy for it. <laughs> The world has made me that crazy. I had to go to therapy. Uh, so uh, as you all know, I've been prepping my show for New York. It's it's going. It's going well. It's been intense, but I've added lots of cool new stuff. So if you're in LA, and want to come by the Acme on the October 2nd. I'll be doing my show and I've got some cool new stuff layered in that our darling Logan has been helping with. Uh, you should see what he can do in After Effects. That sounds dirty, but it's not. It's really not. <laughs> he can do amazing things. And uh, and of course, as you know, I'll be in New York uh, 11th, 13th, 17th and 19th of October, uh, debuting my show at the Cherry Lane Theater. And uh, I'm somewhere between panic and thrilled. So you figure out the line between those two things. Uh, That's where I'm at with it. Uh, I'm very, very, very excited to go to New York and to do my show to New Yorkers. And some part of me is thinking, oh, my God, how did I get here? Uh, I'm actually doing this. I've only been dreaming about doing this for 12 years, being on a New York stage. So, yeah, I won't have too many nerves the first night. I'll be barfing backstage or something. No, I don't want to do that. Uh, Anyway, welcome to the show, everyone. And I've got a fun show today. We have a call-in show. We're not going to take calls yet, so just do not touch your dial. Your dial. Who has a dial anymore? I'm so nostalgic for dials suddenly Uh, because the world is a better place when it takes you that long to dial a phone number because you actually do think about what you might be saying when you get to it instead of just the one-button push. So we will be taking calls we would love to hear from you uh the number here is 323-473-3112 uh we've got a couple of different things on the plate uh as as usual i would love to talk about you know uh what's keeping you back from you know living the complete and total fulfilled life and and, and how do you deal with perfectionism and uh these ridiculous uh ideas in our head of who we're supposed to be um We'll be talking a little bit about that. And I've also been a little bit on Facebook uh, teasing that um, I think it's important also to talk about what are your favorite um, ingredients in a salad. I don't know why, but that's just important to me because I made a beet goat cheese and candied walnut salad last night that, yeah, it's pretty fucking good. That's a good damn – that's like one of my favorite salads. So um, I was thinking – and I'm thinking, who came up with that? Who who decided to put a beets within with the goat cheese with the candied walnuts? This person was taking a risk. They were willing to take a risk. So I want to hear about your risky salad choices, also, because why not? Because you know we eat deep and goofy here on the waking from the American dream. Uh, so here's what I I did. I sat down. I wrote a little something today. Uh, it's uh, we'll see. yeah okay uh it's called the onion here we go (sighs) oh lord one more time peel another layer off that's right just one more no i am i'm not a stripper today i am an onion i'm the onion known as my psyche that has layer upon layer upon layer upon layer there is no end to it really well not as long as i'm alive Why am I surprised that there's always another layer, another aha, another Jesus, I thought I already got that lesson in my life. I'm not stupid. I'm not psychologically ignorant. But clearly, I am human. A human with an unconscious mind that loves to abduct aspects of self-awareness into its underworld life. I have a line in my solo show that goes, funny how one always needs to give up on the idea of who you think you are in order to become who you truly are. Now, one would think that after writing that line and speaking it night after night, it would be right smack dab in the center of my psyche. You know, hanging out, filtering my life experience through it and saying to me, hey, don't get caught all up in this concept of who you think you need to be. Just be who you are. Yeah, yeah you'd think that. But no, no, this is clearly my life's work, this issue. No wonder it's in my show. I'm sure it is the one issue that I will be grappling with until my last breath. I can hear that conversation with myself now. I'm 92, a bit batty and thinking, well, it's really best to die like a warrior or disappear so as not to bother anyone or I don't know. Hopefully, I'll be relieved of that conversation in my head. Maybe I'll die some strange way like um at the Jurassic Park experience and some 62-foot dinosaur will just fall on me or crush me to death. One can only hope. Anyway, back to this week and me being an onion and not getting the fact that the idea of who I'm supposed to be is just an echo of all the data I have collected in my life by watching others live their lives. It is not fact. It is not written in stone. It is only an idea. An approximation of what has worked for others. My mother, your mother, she saw the world a particular way. She was hardwired to avoid or be obsessed with or deny certain things. Maybe it was her ambition or her body or her emotions or creativity. Same with my and your dad. They made choices that reflected their values, what was important and fulfilling or necessary for them. But what I, we forget is that this is all their choices, not ours. It's not the only way. It's not the master template of life. Turning 50 does things to you. Well, yeah, there's that. But there's this other thing that it does, and probably other 50 other things. But this week, it has once again given me a bit more distance from my childhood training, my parents' examples, the unconscious wiring of life experience in my psyche, and thus another layer off the onion. A bit more clarity to see that this is my life, that, uh, that there is less time in front of me than there is behind me. And although it still feels terrifying on some level, I have every right to put down the ideas of who I think I am supposed to be and instead live into my life here and now and ask from it, what does it need from me here? What do I need from me? But of course, we all know this. I mean, it's been clanging around the human psyche forever. Just a mere 900 years ago, a wise person named Rumi said, Out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing, there is a field. I will meet you there. When the soul lies down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about ideas, language, even the phrase each other doesn't make any sense. Who makes these changes? I shoot an arrow right, it lands left. I ride after a deer and find myself chased by a hog. I plot to get what I want and end up in prison. I dig pits to trap others and fall in. I should be suspicious of what I want. Today, like every other day, we woke up empty and frightened. Don't open the door to the study and begin reading. Take down a musical instrument. Let the beauty we love be what we do. The mind cannot understand this poetry, neither can desire. Mind and desire are not enough. There's something else, some other way of knowing, some deeper part of our being that knows we're not in grief, that knows we're in eternity, you know, that that sings out of that. That's the mystery, I think, that cannot be said. Let the beauty we love be what we do. There are hundreds of ways to kneel and kiss the ground. There are hundreds of ways to kneel and kiss the ground
0: Crawling Lately I've been crawling Back to me Back to me Fall The fever has been falling gradually,
2: gradually
0: Well I saw myself withered and gray Like a picture I found in your book I've been invited down To a party tonight I guess I won't be taking you But I'm stalling Lately I've been stalling In the work that they paid me It's a call, man. Well, I can hear them call, yeah. My friends, my enemy my blues Well, I caught myself in the mirror today Just a glimpse at the corner of my Like a letter in the mail I won't tear myself open have to tell myself to take my time So I'm crawling Lately I've been crawling down. Back, to back to me, back to me, back to me, back to me.
1: That was Eric Cuffs again with Crawling. And uh, I'm feeling very KCRW Christoritas right now because uh, if you want to see Eric locally in the L.A. area, he'll be at uh, Hotel Cafe on September 27th. I feel very NLIT right now. (laughs) All right. uh, Phone lines are open. I am uh, opening up, upping the uh, volume here. And someone did just call a few seconds ago. Yes, of course, I said to call at 5.20, and it's 5.20 right now, and someone called at 5.19. Uh, So welcome, everyone. Um, I want to introduce my guests for the day, people who are hanging in the studio with me. We're doing a wacky thing here. We're doing a call-in show, and we've got people hanging out. It's I don't know. It's a potpourri of love, is what it is. Uh, To my immediate left here is Ms. Rosie Tran. Hello hello darling welcome to the show thank you for having me my pleasure we've been trying to do this for a little while we've been missing each other and we've been tweeting we've been tweeting <laughs> we, we do we've been tweeting of course because we were on
3: a funny women in comedy panel.
1: Yes, yes, we will. <laughs> yes, but someone else in the panel here today was uh, organizer of that. So yes, that's how we met. It was at an Eagle Rock at the it was Eagle Rock Comedy Festival. Yes, was it Women's Comedy Festival or just no, com- just
4: the Women in Comedy Roundtable?
1: Women in Comedy Roundtable, and it wasn't a roundtable. Just letting you people know that. I know In it's supposed round to it be around rectangular table. table. <laughs> it was a long table.
5: They were all women though, weren't there they?
1: There were all like, women there. There yes, there were there <laughs> were. All <laughs> all <on> the table. <laughs> <laughs> they
4: were men at a rectangular Yes, table.
1: exactly. Uh, so welcome Rosie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad to have you here. And a friend of the show and uh pa- past participant, Colin, friend of Polly Mind, uh uh panelist uh Mr. Alex Stein is here.
5: I am very pleased to be here. Well,
1: I'm so happy you're here. You ext- extori- storyteller extraordinaire and and author now. I mean,
5: we could say the word author. It, isn't that cool to be able to say that word? It and really I'm, is. And I'm not the only one at this table either. I know. So how great is that? I know. It's, it's totally like fabulous. It's like we have
4: babies with the same birthday.
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so can, they, can we have a play date with yeah, our books?
1: I love that. <laughs> and the other uh, lovely voice there is Bobby Oliver, who's here. Hi. Joining us on the Octagon table here, the Octagon slash call-in show today. Welcome, Bobby. Hanging in Bobby. the Rompus room. <laughs> Hanging in the Rompus room. Absolutely in the uh, back here in in the in the groovy space. Uh, had a very exciting thing happen in this space yesterday. The fabulous Kevin Pollock was here doing a documentary and interviewed myself and um, Andy Richter came by too and was interviewed and so I got to hang with both of them and oh. a little bit and meet Andy. I think Andy Richter is probably the nicest people, on, nicest person on planet Earth. I don't know if you have ever met him before, but just the sweetest, most down to earth Midwest guy, who happens to be hysterical. So that was really fun. Yes, uh, Kevin is doing a documentary called "Misery Loves Comedy." <laughs> <laughs> and
3: that's perfect great. title isn't it a great
1: yeah, title perfect great. title <laughs> and um, the uh, the premise was that you have to be miserable to be a comedian and then he's found as he's interviewed people not always the case not always the case so uh, I think that's very interesting
4: there are some comedians who aren't miserable yes yes <laughs> I can't wait to watch this documentary.
1: Yes. And if you want to support the documentary, I think it's on Kickstarter. Also, I know they're looking to raise some funds, uh, but he's gotten some amazing people. I was honored, he asked me. Uh, I got the chance to interview him for my other show on Sirius XM a couple of months ago. And he was, of course, a great interview. Of course, we sat down to do the interview yesterday here, and he starts to do it as Christopher Walken.
6: Because I'll be do- I'll
1: be conducting the whole interview this way. Oh, we've got a call. I'm so excited. I think it's Miss Rebecca C- Corey. Hello.
6: Hi, it's Rebecca. Hi, Rebecca.
1: <laughs> you know what? I just. Hi. How are you?
6: I'm good. How are you? They
1: can't hear. Uh, I'm fabulous. I'm just realizing that I don't have enough headsets for all my guests, and they can't hear what's going on on your end of the conversation so I feel like a a dork right now basically so other than that though I'm doing really good how are you?
6: I'm out here living the dream minute by minute (laughs)
1: living the dream on the 405 are you going about three miles an hour?
6: No I'm actually in the the land of dreams West Hollywood
1: (laughs) The land (laughs) of dreams in West Hollywood well somebody's dreams I'm sure
6: yes Somebody's
1: somebody yeah. or somebody's dreams about to be crushed. <laughs> oh, that's it's so LA. You know, one moment you're full of dreams, and by the time you get to the next corner, they're crushed. Yeah,
6: exactly. Or you're you're performing acts behind a for to pay your rent.
1: Yes, that's that. Mm-hmm. That's more like it. That probably. Yeah, it is. Yes,
6: yes, it is. yes. So tell me everything. <laughs>
1: so uh what have you been up to uh what are, what are you focusing on this week what are you what are you pissed about this week i always love when you're pissed about something
6: well you know it, i was i'm really really lucky this week because um today uh this week at the uh whole foods salad bar i don't know if you noticed but every wednesday at whole foods is half off salad bar day it's actually not even half off it's Instead of it costing six hundred dollars per pound, it's it's like three hundred per pound. <laughs>
5: right, but, um, that's technically half. But,
1: technically, that's half. That? Uh, technically, that's half. But we we're, we're not yeah, we're not math experts here. So,
5: right? No, I,
6: I have a seventh grade math level. But I I saw two women, um, white rich women, um, get into a fight over tongs. well who else would yes exactly (laughs) it was absolutely fantastic and you know it actually felt like for the first time in a long time it actually felt like I got a break from from having to fight and hate and be mad um because it was nice to watch two Two women who have never wanted for not get irate because one had the tongs um, for the for the baked chicken that they just put out. It sounded like they and wanted she was, tongs. <laughs> she, she was she was digging in. Uh, my Skype, come on, come on Skype, come on Skype. And get oh. them put out, and it made the other lady so pissed because she was like, first of all, give me the tongs." And the lady was like, well, they just put the salad. You're going to have to wait. She's like, you don't dig into baked chicken. She goes, who said? Who, you, who, who makes the rules about the chicken? And I, I sat back as I was grazing. So sometimes I graze from the salad bar. Yes.
3: <laughs> Were they wearing yoga pants?
6: <laughs> grazing broccoli and, uh, and loving every second of it. So I haven't been mad, um, I haven't
1: been mad today yet. Uh, and you know what's really interesting about this is that one of the themes I decided today's show was about was about, like, you know, your favorite salad ingredients. So it's really strange that the first caller is you and you have a story about the salad bar. I The mean, universe this, is perfect. This is. The universe is perfect <laughs> right now. Uh, we're being fed exactly what we need. And so my question is, is there is what like what's the weirdest item at the Whole Foods salad bar that you are willing to eat?
6: Well, uh, first of all, I just have to say, I've had food poisoning four times from it, um, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> but I, I live next door to it, and I don't know how to cook, so and I'm going to die alone, so I don't have anyone who cook for me. Rebecca,
3: what are you getting food poisoning from? Do you know the item?
6: Oh, any of it. <laughs> any of it. <laughs> <laughs> Any of it, um, because I watch people—disgusting humans, filthy, filthy humans—coughing, sneezing, talking, grazing, touching. I mean, they go, they go over, and they just—they get all in it, and then I come up behind, innocently, willing to pay
1: <laughs> six hundred dollars a pound.
6: Six hundred dollars, and I unfortunately get whatever their germ is. But I have had food poisoning four times, and one time <sighs> I actually had to go to the hospital and get IV fluids.
1: Oh my god! It's so that so yeah. that so Whole Foods isn't as wholesome as it sounds.
6: Oh no, it's magic. But I will <laughs> tell you this:
5: if it doesn't kill you, it'll make you stronger. <laughs> yes, eventually.
6: Well, exactly. But the problem is, is that. The Whole Foods where I live is is, uh, is is disgusting, but there's some that are literally like Disneyland.
1: Yeah. Now the one that near me here uh, is the size of Disneyland, and uh, if you, if oh. you, if and you, I make the mistake of going in hungry, and and literally twenty five hundred dollars later, and I have sixty bags of groceries because everything looks amazing, and I have to get everything from you know, uh, something at the Korean barbecue, to the sushi bar, to the Mexican bar, to the pizza. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's literally a smorgasbord. It's it's the best thing in the world.
6: Wait, you, I just heard you say two things that are absolutely foreign to me. <laughs> uh, one is, one is, mexican bar and then you said korean barbecue bar yes what, are you talking? what what is it that what is that that you
1: speak of uh, because <laughs> <Come> <laughs>
5: to the west side in, in
1: in my whole foods down in el segundo which is a foreign land in LA like i understand el segundo is not a place that people know of in los angeles but it is it is one of the largest Whole Foods. You I've seen people lost in it for days. Is we, it a
3: Costco size?
1: It it's pretty pretty close. Pretty close to a Costco size. It's uh That is
6: that's heaven on earth. It is.
1: It is. And and but dangerous. Very dangerous. Because I literally I'll say to Bob, my husband, you know, I'm just going down to get something for salad and we need some Greek yogurt. And then I just spend hours in the aisles just going real slow staring at all the yeah. gluten-free muffins and you know the stevia packed chocolate oh. Oh.
3: <laughs> have you ever got lost in there yourself?
1: no I haven't I I have a great sense of direction thank God I, I found my it way sounds, you, can, you can go oh towards my the God, light
6: amazing <laughs> the one by me I' don't, I want to leave I want to I don't want to close where it is because you know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, the paparazzi never leaves me alone. <laughs> yes.
1: so, they know you by sight. I get it. I get it.
6: Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to like, you know, say where I'm always at. Right. I can't, you know. <sighs> um, but this one is a complete shithole. I don't know if I can say shit <laughs> or hole. <laughs>
1: You can you can say them actually together like you just did. That was that was that was perfectly good, perfectly fine. Okay. Do you know what confuses me? Do you eat those little mini corn on the cobs? Because
3: I do. How do, are you just <laughs> supposed to eat them
1: whole, or do you really supposed to eat them like a little corn on the? No, cob? you just I eat them
3: whole. Oh, I it depends don't. want adorable. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> they're baby corns, right?
1: Yeah, they're baby corns, which is sad. They're killing the corns when they're so young.
6: Oh, yeah, Boy that is pretty sad, Isn't it? It's
1: kind of depressing. It's like eating lamb or something, you know, it's, or veal. I've never, never, I never
6: thought of that. There's, I guess there's a part of me that's always sort of denied it and thought, someone made that to look that <laughs> cute. It's They're
1: <just> true. <laughs> it does look like it's been made. It looks like a corn holder thing for the big corn on the cob. It doesn't look like you oh, should be yeah. e- eating it. No. I'd it, be really cool if there was just a whole salad bar of baby vegetables. Just everything was really teeny. That would be cool. Oh, I don't
3: know, but baby arugula oh, is my favorite I lettuce. I
6: would love that.
1: <laughs> so I would
6: love that. I really love tiny stuff.
1: Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. So uh, bef- before we um, before we go here, I-, I do. I need an update though on. Um, yeah. Muffin boy or uh, gluten free guy or is, how is that going still? I haven't caught up in a few months. Um, I haven't been to Uncabaret, so I don't know what's going on.
6: Um, yeah, it's it absolutely it, it ended as you would imagine, um, <laughs> which was me saying, um, you know, you know, you you you. I need to see you naked and inside of me, or it's over. <laughs> And he basically had, he said that that was not his, that doesn't work for him, that he really wants more than that. And that's not, that doesn't work for me.
1: (laughs) You know, why is it okay for, you know, men to just willy nilly use women if they want, but when a woman just wants to use a guy, you know, I mean, it's just
6: such the double standard. Yeah, it's all so foreign, and it's like, you know what? What I'm offering you is a gift, my friend.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You are offering him the portal to goddessness. He doesn't even get that, you know?
6: No, he doesn't, and it it ended that way, so now I've just been focusing on my sweet angel and my march and that stuff, and that's been just, great for
1: me yeah so t- tell us a little tell the audience a little bit about this march you're organizing and and your your passion around pit bulls and stuff
6: well um yeah i mean i'm a i'm an owner a proud owner of a precious pibble i call them pibbles p-i-b-b-l-e-s pibble. and um uh yeah they're they're fantastic dogs and super misunderstood and people just um need to just dial it down a couple notches. Um, so. What I decided to do, um, since I hate breed-specific legislation, which basically allows people to allow law enforcement agencies to just take your dog if it, if it even looks like a pickle, which mm. if you can even imagine, that really is happening all mm. over this country. It's insane. But right. I'm I'm super I'm I'm adamantly uh, against it, and so I decided to um, rally on the United States Capitol, um, and I'm marching on Washington. And so far, over 2,000 people. Say that they're coming. I, I anticipate much more, but um, it's on May third, two thousand fourteen, and and our, our hope is to um, educate people in a positive, peaceful way about why breed specific legislation does not work and how it's costing taxpayers lots and lots of money, and it's just a ridiculous law. And um, and we're going to try and shed some light on on the you know the the sad dog fighting epidemic that's going on in this mm. country, bigger now than ever before, and yeah. hopefully. Um, you know, come up with some solutions about how the government can fund um, cities and counties and come up with programs to help dogs that are, are have been uh, victims of that. And, believe it or not, help the dog fighters because um, they're young men, age 13 to 21, and, and obviously they need some help too. So um, I think it's all fixable, and my goal is to hopefully see it fixed in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to... I've, I've taken my balls, and I've thrown them on the wall, and, um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the response has been absolutely amazing, and actually, on August 21st, uh, the White House, Barack Obama came out um, also against breed specific legislation, so it was the very first time the White House has ever talked about it or made a statement about it, and um, couldn't be better timing, so... We actually may have some, uh, And they, they called me for my comments and Angel was on the cover of the Huffington Post with him. Oh, that's great. It really, yeah, it was really cool. Aww. So needless to say, it's been keeping me incredibly busy.
1: Oh, well, that's that's good. That's good. Because, you know, that way you don't have to uh, focus on white women trying to kill each other at the Whole Food salad bar.
6: Yeah, or gluten free. By the way, he he was a gluten free cupcake maker, <laughs> and so la, <laughs> and it's so it's absolutely ridiculous—a gluten free cupcake maker—and all I asked of him, all I asked.
4: Did you was tell immunity. him your vagina was gluten free? <laughs> did he understand? Did, that? did you? Maybe that's maybe that's what you needed. Maybe to Maybe he do thought he was back. allergic. Yeah, you know yeah. what.
6: As soon as I'm off this call, I am calling him. <laughs> I'm high fiving Bobby Oliver right now. That was Bobby
1: Oliver making that suggestion, by the way. So Bobby well, Oliver is now I giving dating Thank advice. Uh, she's- I she's all vaginas. Free. I believe all I, I believe, <laughs> yes. All of the yes. best ones. All the, all the best ones. That's right.
6: That's what I've, that's what I've heard. I, I can't really prove it. But you know what? It's worth a try. This fella could wear a pair of red pants, so I wouldn't mind seeing him out of them. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but I want to tell you, too, on on November 3rd, um um coming up here uh in what six weeks or something stand up for pits is happening at largo and i want you to come and and walk the carpet and and come to the show you're gonna love it oh i would
1: i would love that i'm i'm pretty sure i'm in town so uh if i'm not anywhere else i will be there and i will uh walk the red carpet and uh and uh support support angel and all the pits i would love that that would be very exciting
6: Oh, my gosh. That's fantastic. You're all invited. Please, please come. It's going to be a good night.
1: And is there a website or anything that people can go to to check out what you're doing and support your efforts with this legislation and all this stuff?
6: Absolutely. They can go to standupforpits.us
1: wonderful, standupforpits.us and my, my little yeah, Jack my little Jack Russell just came by here and came up on my, she's like,
6: hey, yeah, I love pit bulls too, mom. <laughs> well, I didn't want to tell you, but your Jack Russell has been texting Angel nonstop all uh, week. <laughs> I was wondering
1: why I was almost over my limit on texts. Yeah,
6: and Angel's, Angel's on phone restriction, but I will tell you that some of the pictures were not acceptable, so you yeah. need to have a sit down.
1: Well, I uh, just want you to know that her name is Stella and her vagina it is gluten-free also
6: <laughs> Stella,
3: all
1: right darling thank you so much for calling in sweetie
6: oh my goodness Annie, i'm honored thank you all so so much i loved it
1: i love you and uh hopefully i'll see you, you very very soon and uh Go and uh, go start a food fight at the Whole Foods. I think that would be exciting. I th- I'd like to hear about that on TMZ.
6: Listen, yeah, I'm going to tell you something. It is only a matter of minutes. That. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Beautiful. Have a have a great week, darling.
6: All right, you too. Thank you so much. You're
1: welcome. That was, uh, Rebecca Corey. She's a stand-up. She's a regular, uh, on Uncabaret, uh, Beth Lapidus' show, uh, downtown LA. I think she's there almost every single week. I think she opens the show and she always has a litany of bitter complaints about the world. She's one of the funniest bitter comics I know. Um, and then she's got this heart of gold, uh, with, with the pits and, uh, she, uh, yeah, she's just, she's just funny, funny sweetheart. And, uh, she's, she always makes me laugh. So I'm glad she came on. And, you know, um, it's, it's interesting. You know, there's a new, I don't know if any, you know, Whole Foods is national now, right? But there's a new yeah. thing called Sprouts. So you guys, yes. you, right? I see Sprouts as like kind of the bargain Whole Foods market. Trader
3: Joe's was the
1: bargain. <laughs> no, Trader Joe's, there's nothing, oh, there's, there's not a lot of, about there's Trader not House. a lot of organic stuff going on at Trader Joe's
4: Trader Joe's salads expire in the store oh my god (laughs) this is so fucking true in line and 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 uh, with your question about topics uh, uh toppings yes okay so I got a Trader Joe's salad that had apples and grapes and walnuts okay you see a direction this salad is going in guess what else it had Onions. Weird. What kind of serial <laughs> killer puts <laughs> onions in a salad with apples and grapes? What
1: the? F- that is weird. Right? I mean, I get like you know, like they do like the goat cheese, beets thing. Like I get the savory, sweet thing that we go for, right? But onions, like and they were yeah. so tiny. Were they red you could onions? not get
4: them out. Were they red oh, onions? Oh yeah,
1: they're not. They weren't big, nice slices. So you no, couldn't really tiny, pick through them.
4: Little diced.
5: Yeah, you- I hate
4: onions. Oh, so and it I, made the whole thing taste like onions.
5: I think the onions actually are there to make the apples last longer. I think there's something in the <laughs> oh. onions. Oh no, I think that, oh. I
3: think you're right. It's just oh, a preservative. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Uh.
5: So Bobby, you weren't supposed to eat them. They were just a preservative.
4: <laughs> well, then they should have put them in a little pouch. This says "Do not eat." Like they do with that stuff that comes in luggage. <laughs> Whatever that stuff is, <laughs> yes. the white the gel acid. <laughs> yeah, put that in there instead of the onions. <laughs>
1: Yeah. See, they were trying to make it last longer than the store visit because, yeah, you literally – you pick it up to say, God, this looks delicious. And by the time you've got it home to eat it, there's uh, petroleum at the bottom. that's the you
3: chicken slam <laughs> Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh. The sprouts
3: that I've been to hasn't had that much organic either. They just have one organic island in the middle. Yeah. And then um, I used to go to the one off of the 90 freeway. Mm-hmm. And it just has a little – a little island in the middle of organic, and the rest is just regular overpriced food.
1: Now, the sprouts that I go to in Westwood every once in a while, its it's got all the stuff that you see, like, you know, um, gluten-free and, like, interesting kind of um, – uh, you know, like a Thai food section, you know, stuff you you make, but, but like stuff that you would see normally. It's got a whole homeopathic area and everything. Oh,
3: I yeah, I really like their shampoos and conditioners and face yeah. washes and stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah. so so this it kind of reminds me of a Whole Foods. It's it's kind of like a I beginner think it's Whole like Foods. Whole Foods
3: merged with like a normal supermarket.
1: Yeah, maybe like it, kind it is. Had a baby. Yeah, and it's way cheaper. That's I mean that's my point. It's like there's stuff you can buy there that you buy at Whole Foods that won't cost you you know a car payment basically <laughs>
4: it's just trying to ease people it's for people who aren't ready for trade right
1: shows. right 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 it's <laughs> it's it's for people who may be afraid of rich white women fighting over salad bar items at the Whole Foods. I've always, she heard of she just taken bar. the
4: tongue. I bet if she had just walked up and taken the tongue, tongs, neither one of them would have done anything.
1: Isn't it weird when you see people, uh, there's another call, when you see people fighting, in, like strangers fighting in public like that? It's, oh, I think it's great. You don't know what to do. It's <laughs> kind of creepy. Let's see who's calling right now, what they want to say. Oh, this might be my friend Malcolm.
2: Hello.
1: Hey, is this Malcolm? It is. Hi, welcome to the show, Malcolm.
2: Am I on the air? You are
1: on the air officially.
2: That's very I'm exciting.
1: Welcome. Hi, we've got three – I've got three people in the studio here. I have uh, Rosie, Alex, and Bobby, and myself, and, of course, Logan is running uh, the board as he normally does. And uh, we are – we were just discussing with someone who called in um, – uh, they were watching two white women, really rich white women, uh, have almost a fist fight over tongs at the Whole Foods salad bar. And,
2: uh, no, you don't have to tell me. I've been listening. I, uh, oh, I made you sure I, I've been uh, listening. I, I th- took a, uh, a gluten free colonic before I called in just to make sure I would fit in. Now,
1: <laughs> that's good. That's good. Because your vagina is now gluten free too. Um, so you're not, oh, g-
2: the vagina. Oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> he wasn't listening.
1: Oh. Well, you know, it'll work either way. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. So somehow you finagled out of this parent-teacher conference. You are now officially a horrible parent because you're on a podcast.
2: Uh, well, it's nice to make it official. It was pretty unofficially uh, accepted <laughs> universally already. So at least I've got that. No, no, I'm going to go. But I wanted to call in first. And I, uh, I will be brief. I'll take my answer off the air. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, for people who don't know who are listening, I am a producer for a panel discussion show on The Young Turks. It's an online show. Kelly's been on a number of times. She was just on uh, last week with Dana Gould and Dave Rubin. And I, uh, and I saw that you were going to do or you emailed me saying that you were going to talk about perfectionism. You I haven't mean, yet, yeah, but yes. in case that's coming up, it I was is. thinking about that because in light of something that happened during the episode you were on.
1: Yep. Yes, please do share.
2: It's uh it's not a major thing but I thought I would I would mention and then you can discuss it if you like. It's uh it's there was a panelist who passed on a piece of outright misinformation. Ah. That that this panelist thought was accurate and uh then thankfully the internet chimed in and people were considered enough in the message section to uh to to note that this was incorrect. But the piece of information was that the the word tip Oh he comes from <laughs> to ensure promptness.
1: Yes, to, to, in, to, to ensure do, prompt service and its tips. tips yes. Right, yes. Uh-huh.
2: Turns out that's not true.
1: Right. Funny. Uh,
2: huh. someone uh-huh. Someone pa- passed this information on during the show, claimed uh, had been told by uh, her father. Father,
1: uh, uh-huh, yeah.
2: Um, and who is a relatively well known or was a relatively well known individual and was also known for being precise about his language. Yes, right. So it was it was doubly shocking.
1: This is good because I went to therapy today, and this fits <laughs> right into my therapy
4: session. Actually, always blame the parents.
2: <laughs> but the question I have is: Yes, uh, there there apparently there are a number of uh, these. If people are under mistaken impression about a number of words like posh, people think comes from cruise ships that you take port out starboard home, yes. or that, uh, that in medieval days, people who were uh, caught uh, having sex with somebody they weren't supposed to have sex with would be put in the, in the stocks or in the pillory, and then they would write for unlawful carnal knowledge on the, on the stocks, and that's Fuck. where it right. uh, came from, and, uh, and these, are, these are not true, um, but, but they're, they're widely believed, and this, you know, to ensure promptness prompt service is also widely believed, but uh, according to Snopes, anyway, is inaccurate. And the question I have for you is about perfectionism is, like, when someone says something to you that you just know is flat-out wrong,
5: uh-huh. not
2: that your opinion, not that they, they think that Obama's a Muslim or something like that, <laughs> right. that is it's wrong, but, you know, <laughs> right. whatever, right. but something like this that is just factually inaccurate, mm-hmm. when do you correct them and when don't you? Like, for example... If you're at, uh, you're, you know, you're a college student and you go with your girlfriend to her parents' house and her father is serving, you know, they're having dinner and her father says something that's totally just wrong, wrong, wrong. You're probably just gonna be like, yeah, well, what are you gonna do? Yeah, he's, he's wrong about that, but not my place. But in other situations, maybe socially, a coworker, maybe a boss. I don't know. It's it's a, a situation. Like here, here's an example, uh, that is a common one that the word uh, F O R T E. It's commonly pronounced forte. Most yeah. people say, you know, it's not my forte. It's the correct fort. pronunciation of that word is actually fort.
1: Yep, and that actually, my dad did teach me that, so he got that one right.
2: <laughs> so, so the question is, yeah, when it's, it's nearly universally uh, believed, the, the, the incorrect pronunciation yeah. is uh, is you're, you're nearly universally used. Do you just go along with the crowd and be like, yeah, it's forte? What the hell, I, you know, I'm not, who am I going to stop these people or do you, do you go ahead and say, well, it's not really my fort. And then the other people who all think that you're an <laughs> idiot now are like, it's not your fort? It's so really? true. You didn't build it? You didn't build it to protect yourself from Indians? I,
1: I have to tell you that this is an actual scenario of my life, that I know the correct pronunciation and – because it was beaten into me by my father. And, uh, therefore I, I too find like I'm going to say the right thing and they're going to think that I'm crazy or stupid or something. And yet basically I'm thinking the other people are stupid. So this is, a, this is a great question. I mean, and then it also has to do with usage and language, the evolution of language. Does when does when do we let go of a traditional part of language and let it let it breathe because language is alive and it is evolving and
2: right so at what point do we all just give up and say okay it's supposedly
4: right Right. Well, you know, uh, it's library well, you don't want to be that guy yeah like you don't want to be like i used to be a nanny and i asked the little girl i was like oh do you want to get a crepe and she's like it's <laughs> i was like don't do that people don't like that i That's... think it
3: depends on the situation and it also depends on how argumentative the people are yeah because i've tried to make corrections on certain things and some people that have very fragile egos Tend to hold on to their incorrect and yeah. you know notions it's, it's, about things, right. and I don't have to be quote unquote right per se, so sometimes it just depends on who I'm talking to, how open minded they are or defensive they can get, yeah because <laughs> it can turn into a tong situation where you're fighting at the yes. food, food, whole well, yeah boots yeah it's, if it's, <laughs> it's, fort. it's fort.
5: <laughs> if, if it's a good story like the four unlawful carnal knowledge. I think you should let that slide just because the story is is. better. And I I really don't care if it's true or not because it's a great story. Yeah. Um, But on the other hand, I'm very, very upset about them changing the definition of the word literally in the dictionary. (sighs) Um, so that it means the opposite of what literally It just means. It drives
1: me crazy. What? Wait, are you
2: literally upset about it?
5: Are you literally upset about <laughs> it? I'm literally – I'm fuming. <laughs> they, literally.
4: They changed the definition of liter- literally. Yeah, because
5: so many people were misusing it as yes. meaning figuratively. So now literally literally means, means the opposite it of means what literally It means figuratively now.
1: What? I know. How confusing. When That's did they do this?
4: Scandalous.
1: like like a, <laughs> within the last Syria. Month. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: Why is no one up in arms about that? Because
1: of Syria. There's other things to be up in arms about that we're not also. <laughs>
4: it's because of idiocracy.
5: It's not our fort.
2: It's not. I like that. It's a, you know, Assad Hey-o! can kill hundreds of thousands of people and use chemical weapons potentially. But if that coworker of mine says literally, I mean figuratively, one more time, fuck him, I'm going to kill him.
3: I'm going to stab him for- in the eye with a, to, to, a tong- with a a gluten-free tongue. Stab him. <laughs> <laughs> literally stab him with a tongue.
1: Yeah. And, and, yeah. And oh, yeah. I, I, there is, I mean, you know, there is a, a, an exacting standard around language. And, and it's so interesting that my dad got the tips thing wrong because, well, this is before Google and way before Snopes. So, but I mean, he had a ton of books on euphemisms and acronyms and stuff like that. And, and, you know, he was born in the thirties. So you think people born in the thirties know this shit, but, uh,
4: cause that's when words were invented.
1: That's when <laughs> words were invented. <laughs> exactly so for all the times my father passed me a little piece of paper when i had misused a word in a sentence or uh mispronounced a word and he'd like he'd pass me a piece of paper in public like just want to let you know that this is how it's actually used and pronounced for all of those moments of uh, in, uh slight embarrassment uh, on my part um dad sorry but you got tips wrong <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to deal with that um Yes, Malcolm, thank you for bringing up that um, error that I made on the panel of your fine show called The Point.
2: Uh, Well, yeah, I I thought it would be appropriate to ask when it's appropriate to do that (laughs) and do so (laughs) – in a, in a, because nobody, no, When people moment. are corrected, when you correct people, you should definitely do it in public when there are a lot of people listening. On a podcast. And it's really the most embarrassing and humiliating Right. No,
1: no, I, exactly. I think so. I think you wait a week, you call them up on their podcast and, and let them know that they've made it. Yeah, and, when and, they were
2: thoughtful enough to suggest that you call and participate in their podcast, <laughs> and then you just, you just shiv them, shiv them. <laughs>
3: Well, you open the conversation with speaking of perfectionism. Yeah. I guess he's trying
1: to say something. Yes. And and you know, and, and of course, you know, the perfectionism I'm speaking of is the, you know, the inner perfectionism. But uh this there there is this other thing where, you know, we exact our own standards on other people. And and you know, I think there's nothing wrong with that. I think, you know, there's no more decorum in in the world anymore. I mean, we've kind of all relaxed and taken our masks off, but I think on some level it's made the world a shoddier place to live in. So, you know, I think we should go back to, you know, ma'am and sir and and ladies and gentlemen and and be and bow and curtsy. I think we and need top more ass, curtsy. And
5: and top I has. agree.
2: The I agree. Us. We need more decorum and you could start with my wife Is like, you know, you got to come to parent-teacher and I'm like, I have something really important to do. I have to call Kelly Carlin's podcast. It's much more important than our, our daughter. It's our daughter, right? Our daughter's education, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> she nodding yes your daughter your yeah, daughter she, yes you she, well,
2: no she's already there uh, but uh <laughs> but you can tell her a little bit something about understanding i little understand well priorities
1: yes priorities podcasting but comes I before I will, everything I will go. But
2: thank you very much for having me kelly and uh and thank you to uh to all your, your uh your panel for for uh putting up with me and uh i appreciate it and uh and now i'm going to listen on my way over to uh to find out about uh hopefully that my daughter is not Hopefully she's she... following in my footsteps academically.
0: I'm,
1: I'm sure she's excelling at pissing everyone else off in the classroom. <laughs> All
2: right. Thank you very much. Bye, Malcolm. appreciate it.
1: You appreciate Bye. it, too. What a bastard to call like that. No, just kidding. I
2: love Malcolm. <laughs>
1: yes, Malcolm is the producer on a great show called The Point with Anna Kasparian, and it's on uh, the Young Turks Network on YouTube, which is an amazing thing, this Young Turks Network. Uh, the show used to be on current TV, and of course, current TV is now gone. It's now Al, Al Jazeera America. But um, the show, The Young Turks with Cenk Ingar, uh, is the main show. They have over a billion hits on YouTube, their show. That's how popular their show is. That's crazy wow. that anything has over a billion hits on That's YouTube. That's
3: a fifth of the world's population. I know. <laughs> Exactly. That's crazy.
4: They could change the word literally back.
1: Oh my God. Let's, Malcolm, l- if you're listening, yes, Malcolm, that's, it's, that's tell your jank his new mission in life is to turn the word literally back to, <laughs> to its <literally>. old definition.
3: <laughs> to literally change back.
1: Literally, he needs to literally change, literally. Literally. I
5: swear.
3: So how are people using literally? I don't understand. They're
5: using it. They're, they say things like, I was literally drowning. And it's like, no, no. you just had work to do. <laughs> <laughs>
4: right. Right. Right.
1: It's okay. like they don't understand metaphor yes. anymore. Okay. So okay. they, 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 it's and just.
4: Everything is hyperbole. Everything is awesome. Yes. The word awesome means. Means nothing. Nothing. Yeah. nothing.
1: Awesome used to mean like literally, like literally. <laughs> and I really mean literally God came to you and there was a burning bush or something like that. Like that's originally the word awesome and now it meant. Means
4: this chicken taco is good. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yes. Or gay people use that a lot
1: everyone does this is so
3: gay or uh, that is so
1: yeah, yeah yeah gay and
5: there's uh awesome and epic epic oh god it, it's like no epic is something long and and amazing <laughs> right, but- epic is not some song that you can remember 10 minutes later yeah
1: it's an icelandic saga is yes. it epic <laughs> It's an Edda, E D D A.
5: I am a crossword person.
1: I am a total fucking geek right now. Thank people. you for mentioning Iceland. At my pleasure, Anytime. I can fit Iceland into a sentence. I will.
4: Are you from Iceland?
5: No, I've been to Iceland about three or four times, and I just think it's the most beautiful and amazing place on in the world. Is it awesome? It's pretty
3: awesome. It's pretty close. There's, it's um, it's, it's like it a
5: combination of Alaska and Hawaii, and it has oh black wow, sand those like
3: opposites that are awesome.
5: I know, that's
4: how they get you. <laughs> <laughs> Greenland is what
3: you're thinking of.
5: Well, actually, Greenland was named by essentially It's Greenland. Greenland is
3: ice and Iceland is green, right? right? Correct. Yeah. It was named yeah.
5: by the real estate developers trying to get people to move there. Oh, so they real gave yeah. it the State name developers. of Greenland. See, but I feel like the Alaska century. and
3: Hawaii sound like opposite places. No? Am I um, misinformed? But, but I think
5: Hawaii, like you mean the spiritual, like... And, and also the, the black sand beaches. Yeah. And the... And then volcanoes. Then has, I mean, it then then the is kind of like Hawaii. Wow. I haven't yeah. thought about that. And, and what's the Alaskan part? And, and the Alaskan part is, is that it's Cold. very, <laughs> very high up and it's near the Arctic Circle. And <laughs>
3: now I want to go to Iceland. Oh, oh yeah. And the <laughs> they... people are amazing
1: and beautiful and gorgeous. And what they all they believe speak?
5: in elves. They, they speak Icelandic, but like 90% of them speak English. Yeah. Very, very well. Yeah. And that's where they, um, they trained the Apollo astronauts, on the lava fields in Iceland because it approximated the lunar surface. Wow.
1: I did not know that. I've, I've been to Iceland too, but it was in 1967 and we were going from New York to London and we were on Icelandic air and they stopped in Reykjavik. 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 And all I remember was we got out of the airplane and they were refueling and stuff. So it's 1967 cold war is on and there are armed Russian guards patrolling the airport it was uh russian wow. territory of some terrifying. yeah and it was like we knew and it was i mean it was open it wasn't russia but it was was but it and it was really weird because all you knew about you know at, i think i was four or five years old all you know about russia was that they were the enemy um And I'd never seen armed guards in an airport before. They just didn't have that in America in 1967. (laughs) They do now Uh, because we've just evolved so much as a species, clearly. (laughs) Uh, But I do. I want to go to Iceland and uh,
5: see. They they now have a road that goes all the way around the country, which they literally did not. (laughs) They literally,
1: (laughs) not (laughs) figuratively, they literally did not have a road
5: that went all the way around it.
4: But they believe in elves, you just said? Yes, Yes.
5: Yeah, they they believe in elves. and there's actually Because the, they really are there. The transportation department has um has an office where they will when they're trying to figure out where to lay a road, they will uh figure out where the local spirits are and make sure that the road does not go. See, that's very in that Hawaiian area.
1: too. Like wow. if the Hawaiians actually did still run Hawaii, you'd know they would do stuff like that too. They would go around sacred spots and you know, I th- I think having sacred honoring the sacred spots of elves and other things and fairies. I mean, I've been to parts of Scotland where I'm in I'm like looking around going, there's got to be fairies here. This is just too magical, I, you know.
4: Can you imagine if LA took elves and fairies into consideration when they were building the roads here? It would be so much
1: nicer place to drive, I'm sure of it.
4: Like, this is nice. <laughs>
3: You look very very right I now. I don't think
1: I don't think anyone in LA considered anything when they were deciding putting up roads and freeways. It's such a freaking just merge nightmare.
3: 5 freeways in one intersection. Yes. <laughs> and they never fixed them. No. Right.
1: Why do that? And now they're widening what I love is they're widening the 405 so much and it's like the minute they widen it it doesn't matter. It's still it going to be clogged. It just creates a bigger bottleneck. Yeah, they should put a train right down cars. the middle. Wouldn't that be nice a train? They should put a train right down mm. the middle
3: and they should there's so many things. I don't know who's doing the urban planning in Los Angeles but give Rosie Tran a phone call? Yes, <laughs> And please. I'll give you some tips. Well, because- and here's,
1: here's the super sad thing, is they had an incredible public transportation system. And it was taken away. Turn of the trolley the century. system. The trolley yes, system. Yes. New
3: Orleans had the same thing. We had the biggest public transportation system, and then Goodyear came and bought all of the trolleys and destroyed them. Sounds familiar. Hmm. So that we could use tires on buses. Yay, Goodyear! Yay! This is
4: kind of like who killed the electric car, but for the trolley. Yes.
3: Well, yes it's who, who, killed who, it's who killed Roger
1: Rabbit. <laughs> is, is what? It's what who killed, who killed Roger Rabbit is based on. Oh. Oh, yeah. I was
4: just looking at Jessica Rabbit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, really? It's multi-layered. It is very. <laughs> literally. It's, it's like Shakespeare. <laughs> that who killed Roger Rabbit is just like Shakespeare. Uh, anyway, the number here is 323-473-3112 if you want to call and talk about solid bar tongs or perfectionism or other acronyms that don't mean what they mean. And you've heard me say on a show and need to point out that – uh or if you want to talk about the word literally, uh like literally, want to talk about literally. <laughs> I'm going to like for now on when I use the word, I'm going to always like just make a sentence around it explaining exactly why I'm using the word. I'm using it in the proper way because I actually mean this thing was physically happening to me. I thought
3: that was a metaphor for some reason, since you said going around of a road going around a fairy word <laughs> i don't know what because I- <laughs> you're like oh they honor the spirits you're honoring the spirit words by going around i'm, I'm honoring
1: the spirit See how everything words. goes together. wow <laughs> thank god you're here rosie i don't know what i would do without you today
3: i you- hear a lot of sarcasm you're
1: pulling you're pulling <laughs> you're pulling things together you're integrating you're a weaver thank you did you know that you're basically a weaver
5: you're putting a bow on it but not literally
3: <laughs> metaphorically putting a bow well, on but, it
1: but now these days she could literally be putting a bow on it because it means figuratively oh it's so confusing they're just
4: dumbing down America I Too know late.
1: well yeah they're just representing <laughs> the dumbing down Too the late. dumbing down that has happened
4: like I when I was growing up okay I'm like dirt poor from a trailer park but my my mama, if she caught us saying the wrong thing, oh, there was hell to pay. And there was a cheer when I was a cheerleader that said, "Alka-Seltzer, Alka-Seltzer, fizz, 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 all for the Falcons." Say I is. Uh-huh. My mama wouldn't let us do that cheer.
5: <laughs> that is some good parenting. Because it
4: awesome. was grammatically that
3: incorrect.
5: Is awesome. <laughs>
4: She would be literally turning over in her grave right now. Oh, A
3: lot of people how sweet don't even is know sentence structure. It's really bad, and especially I think with the texting shorthand. Yeah, yeah. it's people are getting slowly devolving.
1: Yeah, I wonder. You know, but and it, I really believe, like the pendulum thing. You know, I see things in society. You know, so yeah, it's going that direction, and it's kind of being deconstructed and and shortened, and and it's this other kind of
3: there's an undercurrent there's a, a lot a of parallel
1: language is be- is yeah. is being is, is is being born and uh and I wonder and I, like with the lack of decorum in the world you know like there's no people don't open doors for people anymore it's you just slammed
3: them in your face <laughs> yeah
4: it's
1: it's like i i love opening a door for a stranger if i'm leaving and i hold the door for them yeah, i feel like you know we're life is difficult enough let's let's try to be pleasant with each other and and ease our way through the day and and i think that's you know, possibly, um, uh, I think maybe those kind of things, maybe did come into existence before, because life was used to be really difficult. I mean, surviving and having a family and and making a living, you know, you think you think back to the Middle Ages or way before that, of course, but just, you know, life was difficult. And so there's these little things that smooth over in society that make the day a little easier and i think everything seems like it's just become easier everything's at the tip of our fingers you go into the market and there's 50,000 items in front of you you know you don't
3: have to farm it and y- yeah it and you don't have to do you know it.
1: you get in a car and you drive somewhere you don't have to walk you don't have to get on your horse you don't have to and so i think like all this just kind of smoothing over the ease of each other we're not appreciating that anymore.
4: People just don't care about that anymore. Yeah. Once I was going into a like a 7-Eleven and this guy opened the door for me and I walked in and I turned back to say thank you to him. And he had on a leather jacket that said, fuck off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> At least he held the door but He for held you. the
3: door open for me. He did.
1: He was a polite punk rocker. He was trying
3: to smooth <laughs> being, over the suffering. <laughs> he was being ironic. He was being ironic.
1: Yes. Yes. He was wearing that ironically. But
4: isn't Maybe life hard start. now? I mean, isn't life just hard? I mean yeah. life is suffering
1: right Yeah life is suffering life is hard definitely and yet the things that make it hard I think are maybe the fact that we have more awareness of stuff seen that goes seen on a
3: Happy documentary
1: the Happy documentary?
3: Yeah, it's called Happy.
1: No, I haven't seen it. Okay, the because
3: they they do this documentary and they basically go over to India and other places that are extremely poor and they compare the happiness I've, level. I've read a lot about this. And they compare yes. the happiness level with people in the first world. And in general, yes, even though people in poor countries have less, they're more happy in general yeah they're because they're less neurotic well and, and your
4: happiness is not affected by your circumstances like yes, if you go to prison that's you're it you're bummed out for a while and then it goes away and then you go back to your normal, normal level. level yeah
3: it's you have about a six points yeah it's so, about mm. six months like if you win the lottery you're super happy for six months and then you just go back it doesn't mm. last forever because emotions change so
1: but. do we think so is it one of the points
3: being that like materialism and materialism consumerism is the cause of unhappiness yes. they actually do, do a study and Americans were like eighty percent unhappier, and then they go to all these countries. They went to a part of like Bangladesh, I think, or India, I can't remember, where the guy his shoes were like just a piece of cardboard, mm-hmm. and he was a rickshaw driver, and he had more joy than the average American. Wow! And he's like walking I don't trust those people. the rickshaw like in a poopy pile. <laughs> I don't trust happy people. Period. <laughs> but if you're if in
4: that circumstance and you're happy, I I mean,
3: so Bobby is not in the comedy misery, you know, because I'm a fraud over here. (laughs) Bobby's not in the comedy misery documentary. (laughs) Clearly she should be. (laughs) No, but so
4: today I was on hold with my psychiatrist or, or trying to get a psychiatrist appointment on hold for 15 minutes. Wow! While I tweeted suicide jokes, <laughs> and I would, I'm not kidding. I tweeted life sucks, and people were faving it. No, I tweeted uh, fuck life, and people were faving oh it. Oh my god! And oh I was my like, god! If I put my suicide note on Twitter, they're gonna fave it. Oh Bobby, my you are worse, sure. they're not gonna fave it.
1: No, this. Well, you did you see my tweet last night, which is if I just get six more favorites and 22 ret- retweets, I will finally be happy. <laughs> so it kind of fits in with for this. for 6 months for 6 yeah for 6 and then my set point'll ha- ha- hit but again but you guys got
3: to watch it you guys got to watch it yeah
1: i will and i've i've read a lot around that research because i've 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 uh studied a lot of positive psychology and stuff and it's all they talk all,
3: about positive psychology and they talk about ways to actually increase happiness like a lot of people think you have to attain something but there's exercises you can do i've done some of them they're very 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 hard
1: and actually though if you if you uh, are willing to learn something new every day that's part of it yeah uh Expanding that itself creates joy creates joy in your body and absolutely uh i was on a 10-day retreat and every morning we learned a different circle folk dance together mm-hmm. it was like uh, there was about 90 of us at this retreat and uh the the level of joy every day because of you learning a new thing and singing and singing music together too another like major source of joy um the person who just called uh the three o two number I'm so sorry we were discussing happiness and I completely ignored you i I'm a horrible horrible host. I hope you're not unhappy about that, but please call right back and I will de- definitely pick up for you um. What was I gonna say? Uh, I don't know, and I hate when my brain goes dead. But it's a middle-aged thing; it happens a lot these days.
4: Can I say I so relate to your essay that you wrote oh, in the beginning? really? Me Do you of this idea that and Eckhart Tolle talks about this mm. that you have this idea of who you are based on this collection of facts? Yes, you know that you're a mom or you're a comedian or you're a you know a sister or you're whatever, and like you ha- your ego has to maintain that or yes like it has to maintain or, that. or you
1: die like yes
4: or the death of the ego yes you, talk, you also um we're talking about how far do you go what keeps i think i saw you on twitter you said what keeps you from being able to do the things that you want to do yes over identifying with that voice mm-hmm. and you said you you learned that but you still are the same I wrote a book about it, and I can't do it. Yeah, no, I I, yes. mean, I can do it. Right, and some I have glimpses of it. Yeah, and then oh, I'm back with the you know, yeah. choosing the the insanity of the ego. Yeah, I
1: think you know it is some part. Uh, you know, I'm I'm also a, a coach, so I coach people all the time, and, and and this is basically what coaching is all about: is reminding people of the truth of who they are, and not the lie of who they are, and that truth about that we we are okay just the way we are we don't we don't believe that because everything I mean forget your parents the parents is one thing whatever you, just information you got from your training in childhood is one thing
3: I call it brainwashing but
1: um the culture itself I'm gonna take the call here the culture itself is brainwashing you every day about that you're not enough hey welcome caller to the call to the show who is this in the lovely 302 area code area this is Mars Blumgren. Hello, Kelly Carlin. How are you? I'm good, darling. And how are you today? What's uh, What's happening in your neck of the woods, as they say?
7: My neck of the woods, I, I live just south of Philadelphia. And, you know, I was listening to you guys talk about how awful your traffic is there and all these things and the complaining. And you know what? It happens in every city. Uh-huh. You know? Yes, it's it's just every city has different sets of problems. But I, I wanted to, to comment on, on the happiness thing. I do that exact thing every day. I always try and learn something and, and it does make a shift inside of you. I, I feel it.
1: Now, what are some of the things that you uh, that you learn, that you tackle, that you do you have like a little routine or a practice that you do of some kind or do you just uh,
7: what what do you do? I just go online, and I, I type, like, I, I, it's it's really crazy. I'm going to Google, and I will close my eyes and let my fingers type three letters. And whatever the first thing that comes up, I'll click it, and I will read about it. And if it's something that I can do, or or try to do, or try to create, I'll attempt to do it. That is very cool. awesome. (laughs) What happens when it's porn? What happens when it's not porn? (laughs) Well, you know, nights alone and better very satisfying at that point.
1: (laughs) That's a fantastic practice. I really love that. And there's there's whimsy in it, and there's a trust in... Like what needs to come your way? Uh, I I find that I I'm, I'm gonna try that. That's really really cool. What is what are and some of the things that you've encountered that uh, have really uh, been fun
7: or interesting for you? I yoga. I didn't know anything about yoga at all, and I I wound up uh, typing y o and yoga for beginners was the first thing, and I just started this online free class I believe it's on, some some lady on YouTube she's, she looks like she's about 60 years old but she's having a great time so I, I, I bookmarked her and I turned her on in the morning and I did all these little crazy yoga things with her <laughs> and I feel like she's my friend all that you know I don't, I don't want to be weird like I don't know you but you live inside my computer so you're my friend <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but yeah, I'm not. I was uh, changing a tire on the car. I, I didn't know how to do that very well, so I mastered that. Nice. Um, that's yeah. What? That's it's just you know, you take you know, to like not like the first thing
1: and would go to the next page. Uh huh. Why it's not? Random. Because it's Google. There's only you okay. know probably twenty million hits each time you do that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Where is three hundred two?
1: Uh, Philly, she's outside of Philadelphia.
7: Um, yeah. Well, three or three or two is in, in Delaware. That's where I got my cell and I was living at the beach <laughs> in Lower Delaware uh, when I first got it. And, and when I moved up to So I kept my number. So everybody always thinks I'm at the beach, which is really where where I want to be. Uh, but.
1: And and in your area, <laughs> is uh is fall hit yet? Has it gotten crispy yet or is it still warm? It's getting a little crispy at night we just lost you in the Skype. you're in the skype bubble yeah oh damn i'm sorry repeat you. i'm sorry about that darling we uh we lost you in the skype bubble there for a second uh, we didn't hear what you said
7: oh i said it's coming it's not quite crispy it's a little bit at night but you can smell it you can feel it you can the trees are not quite as green anymore the grass is not quite as green and it's an, a sense of impending doom. I'm not a lover <sighs> of the winter at all. So.
1: Yeah, w- yeah. <laughs> winter can be definitely difficult in that area. And you guys had a hell of a winter
7: last year, if I remember correctly. We did the last few years. It's been a lot of snow. It's making me want to leave, and, and I never do leave. <laughs> and then another winter comes, and I'm like, oh,
1: it's kind of like that um forgetting that we do like you know like with childbirth you forget the pain and then you're like i'll have another kid and you're like every winter damn it it's winter again there's snow fuck Uh, well (laughs) thank you for calling and sharing your uh your tip on happiness i really love that and and we're all gonna try it and uh we will uh we'll be tweeting about it
7: (laughs) Very good. I, I will. I will keep an eye on that. Let me know what the first thing is you find tomorrow. Tomorrow, I, I will definitely. I will
1: let everyone know. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks for calling. No
7: problem. Have a great night, everybody.
1: You too. Bye
4: bye. I'm definitely gonna do that because I discovered this week I had this idea to make this thing, this lattice box, this lattice cube, to cover my air conditioner. Uh huh. Everyone keeps saying you can't do it. You bit off more than you could chew. I went to the Home Depot, and I bought Lattice, and I had the guy, e- guys that to eat lumber. Oh, yeah, everyone. That's me. And then they, uh, and then I started doing it and I realized they were right. Um, I got legal rock lumber to cut it and I'm frame. I'm out there with the drill in the backyard drilling uh, frames uh-huh. me, and I'm painting. I got paint all over me. I'm sawing. <laughs> it was so fun. Oh, it that's was great. so hard. It was so hard every step of the way. And every time I get the board would fall off. I was out there by myself when I drill it and it'd fall off. And I, I was like, I can't do that. And I kept doing it and I can and it's, it's a great feeling. Uh, now, I felt, it is. I think joy.
1: Yes. Yeah. Maybe
4: joy. I'm not familiar with it, but that could have been joy. Well, that, <laughs>
1: that, 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 yeah, that thing that went by briefly there. That was what joy looks like and feels like. <laughs> well,
5: the only thing that would make me happier is if I knew what Lattice was. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that'll be I, your first gonna, Google search. I'm not going to be the guy who's like afraid to say I don't know what that word means. So
1: lattice is uh, stuff that looks like it's this. Like a apple an apple. That's yeah. in the garden. Yeah, yeah. That's oh. in the garden. It's like it's vines will grow up it and stuff like that. It's
4: wooden but it has oh. a lot of space. It has a little it. it's
1: like woven wood yes. kind of a okay. thing. Yeah, like lattice. Yeah. <laughs> Alex is an apartment dweller. He doesn't need
5: lattice. I, you know, I've heard the word, the term, uh, lattice work. Yes, I don't know why, but that, and that okay. would
1: be an intricate uh, weaving of some t- type of material into a lattice pattern. Maybe the pattern is the lattice. It's part.
4: literally woven.
5: <laughs> the, the weird thing is, I can't afford a convertible, but I have a lattice roof on my
4: car. Uh, so, it's like, great, uh, except uh, when it rains. Yes. You know,
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's very very good. I love that she googles like that. That is such a lovely fun thing. Brave. I yeah, it is brave in some way. I mean because I suppose if you really make the commitment that whatever comes up I'm going to yeah, to go what with. if
3: you google ooh?
4: <laughs> I'm let's scared. Google
3: brain search. Or, or she but she just has a
1: couple of letters. Like she like closes yeah. her eyes and just lets two or three letters come out of her fingers.
3: But I don't think she said the first thing that comes up. She just said she'll show something. That, so
1: maybe she'll scroll through the first Yeah, page. a couple of things. Because yeah. if you like if you type qvx like you're going to get some sort of weird exercise machine, I'm guessing or something. Yeah. <laughs> or you know, some sort of device. It's the QVX 4000 or I don't know. I wonder
4: what it must be like to hang out with her.
1: Yeah, <laughs> she seems fun. She seems you're very always fun. Doing some shit <laughs> <laughs> today. I googled making salads with beets and goat cheese. Mm. Okay, that was that was bad. That was a anyway. And no onion. And no, no <laughs> there's no onion allowed. Absolutely no onion. Um, so yeah, we were talking about this idea of choices and. Uh, how, I loved your essay as well. Thank very you.
3: Very honest. I love Rumi, one of my favorite poets. I know.
1: I love, and I love that, that. Usually, you only hear the first line of that poem. That's the fa- a lot of people use it. You see it on Facebook a, a lot, which is, out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and right doing, there is a field. I will meet you there. So you normally hear that, but I found the whole. I googled the whole <laughs> poem, and the whole poem came up, and I thought I'm going to read the whole poem because the other line that's really profound is let the beauty we love be what we do. Wow. I mean, that's talk about permission to really be who you are. You know, what you find beautiful is who I feel is who we really are. It's reflecting so much about who we are. And to let that be what we do. Wow. Imagine that world if we all did that.
4: Well, and I know as artists, we we all try to do that as much as we can, and when we get there, it's this moment that yeah. you know that's the joy.
1: Yeah, there, there's that moment, and then uh, well, there's joy
4: in the doing also. Just yeah, the, yeah, the there process. has to be. There has to be joy in the process. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. Has to and yeah, ha- and I think you have to sometimes lo- misery.
1: <laughs> yeah,
4: I, I, that's the process.
1: And Sometimes it is because sometimes you're lost in the process, and if you're a person who feels like you want to be in control feeling lost can be uncomfortable. But I mean, we're all writers in this room, we all know what it's like to be in the middle of a piece or a song or a bit, and not quite know where it's going or where it's coming. But there's a there's a trust after doing it enough where the process holds you, you know, and you feel carried along by it to just if I keep going. And then suddenly, there's that thing that happens where you go, Oh, I think I, I think I sense where it's going. Like, I, I sense the little thread that I need to follow now. And it's and- your
4: responsibility mm-hmm. to stay with it. Yes. As the artist, as the person that that idea chose. It's yes. your responsibility to stick it out until you find out where it's supposed to go. and And in that is kind of a choice between the suffering and the joy
1: and a choice between the idea of who you think it's what the idea of what you think the piece is supposed to be versus what it's trying to be. You know, it's a great exercise in in that and practicing that. And, and, you know, talk, people talk a lot about authenticity and finding their voice. And I think that's really what that means. What we're talking about here is your voice is that part of you that knows how to trust Th- the thing <laughs> that is Energy your voice, yeah. yeah. That's and, and
5: once once you find it, it becomes easier and easier as you keep yes. as you keep doing it, and as you keep going. Yes. And I think you know, for a lot of us, we we spent a lot of time when we were when we were younger, you know, trying to be what we think everyone else wants us to be, mm-hmm. rather than what we authentically are. Yeah,
1: yeah. And and, I, and that is, I think, part of the joy of. Of getting older is that you get to go, oh <laughs> I don't need to do that bullshit anymore. For
3: those people. <laughs> for those Thanks people. for your opinion. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. And and comedians,
4: especially new comedians, are trying own all these ideas. I'm supposed to be this kind of comic, I'm supposed to be that kind of comic. Mm-hmm. It's like, no. Stop paying attention to what everything else is, what you think, everything and just be still and listen. Yeah. And and find out who what your voice is, what you want to say, who you are. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean I think about, you know, Uh, visual artists, painters, you know, and you go to school and you learn how to draw and you learn how to paint and you you study the great painters and the classics and you emulate some of that stuff. And then at some point you have to just throw it all out and reject the masters to find what it is you're here to paint, you know, and.
5: uh, Also there, there's a lot of, you know, Every, everything that people do artistically requires both the the passion and the inspiration as well as the craft. Yes, and it's it's really it's relatively easy to train people at the craft, mm-hmm. um, and you and you really need that. But then you need to learn how to apply the craft to to the real artistry of whatever it is you're doing—comedy, or painting, or writing. Or- yeah,
4: there needs to be heart in the craft. Like Carlos Castaneda says, "Is there is it a path with a heart?"
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and also learning, I know for me, like right now, it's, I'm, I'm learning to understand what, what my priorities are, and my values are in my work, and that it only looks, it's that my work has that particular set of values in it, and I have a gift for certain things. And if it's different than what other people are doing that I admire, that's okay. It doesn't make it any less or any better or anything. It just makes it my unique thing, and you know, I th- I think for so long that was really hard for me, and still is. I mean, it's it's kind of what I'm wrestling with this week. Is like, oh, this is what my thing looks like, and
4: you couldn't succeed at their thing anyway.
1: Of course,
3: of course, and yet we, you know, so why do you think certain people feel so obligated to just? kind of squeeze you into a box, not you, but the general you like I get a lot of people kind of saying, Oh, you should do this, or you should do that. And, you know, I take what I like and leave what I don't like. Yeah, but it just seems I don't because they just think about the marketing angle. Yeah. It, that's, that's I'm a, not even talking about marketing. I'm talking about just, you know, oh, well, why don't you – why are you doing stand-up? Why don't you do this? Or is, there's no money in that. Or you should try – that. you know, like Because that's
1: their values. They're they're imposing on you. That's yeah, all. They're, it's their – it's, it it's what's them, important to them. If it was they them, would they would probably do it differently. But... I just
3: don't feel the need to like tell people how to live their Agreed. life. Agreed. <laughs> and I don't understand why <laughs> I seem yeah. to – not all the time. I definitely have very supportive people in my life, but I do have some people in my life who just – constantly feel the need is it just they're deeply unhappy maybe your bravery threatens them
1: yeah and or,
5: or maybe it's a test for you
1: yeah for you to learn to just say or may- thank, you very, th- th- thank you thank <laughs> you uh, thank you and goodbye your
5: <laughs>
4: or or maybe they're assholes <laughs> okay i
3: i Literally. wasn't going
1: to bring that up i was going to let bobby bring that up and thank you know god she did
3: I've, I've heard other comedians and artists and other people saying similar things where they just have people in their lives who just have to say no it should be done oh like this. You know,
1: nothing's just... worse than get, getting off stage like i do for, i have a 90 minute solo show that i do it is packed 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 it's there's so much in it and i've had a few people come up to me and go oh yeah i've got some notes for you <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a i am in a state of performance adrenaline right now i can't take anything in get away
4: from me b <laughs> can i just be happy b
1: yeah b um I'm so glad you have fine ideas, but you can give them to someone else like my director because
4: I, it, it's just, you know, it'd be like, or apply them to your own show. Yeah. You do a show and use your ideas.
1: And let me, you know, and feedback is important. I mean, I get that it's we're in, especially where we have readers, we have audiences. We have, you know, you have feedback is important, but you really do have to decide what's the importance of feedback versus your own intuition and your own instincts. And, um, you know, I, Maybe people just want to rescue you, Rosie. You're just so darn cute with that little <laughs> pink bow in your head. All right, folks. We have actually run we are running out of time here. Um so uh just to uh just to, to kind of catch up on the day and what we've discussed here, we just we started with the onion, uh we went into salad bar tongs, gluten-free vaginas. <laughs> um uh, my father finally being wrong about something. I'm gonna have to mark this in the calendar. Sorry, dad. Um, and that, uh, it's good to learn something new every day, watch the happiness project, uh, and do something new and, uh, just something different every day and that will create joy in your life. If you're a depressive, like I am a little bit, try it. Let's try it. Let's Google stuff tomorrow and do that uh and uh anybody let's uh let's just uh talk about some events we have coming up rosie do you have
3: anything coming up in the next few weeks that you'd like to promote i do i'm gonna be performing at the tau comedy studio on saturday i don't know if this will still be out um and i and i do have a couple shows in november i will be headlining in san diego so please come out and see me and follow me on twitter at funny rosie
1: funny rosie at funny rosie on twitter do you also have a website
3: i do rosytran.com.
1: Rosytran.com. there you go And Alex, are you reading anything? Are you you're having a a book signing party or something?
5: I am. I'm having a book launch party on Sunday, September 29th, at the Fake Gallery at 7 p.m., which is free. Um, It's going to be me reading a bunch of stuff from the book and some very special, amazing guests. Um, And liquor. There will be liquor. And there will be liquor and cake. And cake, cake. I think I'm going to be there. It won't (laughs) be gluten free. Guaranteeing
1: it won't be gluten free. Free
3: cake. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm,
1: there will be gluten-free vaginas and glu- and non-gluten-free cake.
5: I'm so glad you said that because I didn't <laughs> want to say gluten-free vagina.
1: <laughs> and yes, Bobby darling.
4: Oh, I just wrote a book that came out too. It's, it's called The Tao of Comedy. Embrace the pause nice and it's about what we've been talking about and I'm having a book launch party on the 22nd at Dow Comedy Studio and we do not conflict with each other
1: excellent Absolutely. and Dow Comedy Studios in
4: Eagle Rock yeah, well, well no we actually it's it's near CBS in the Grove it's oh it on, is uh, Beverly and Garden. oh you're, you're much closer and you are closer. welcome to come out anytime we'd love to have you it's if, really if groovy, I'm not 22nd
1: I, I won't be here but um, and there's I, another cake. time and no, there's Kate
4: but anytime
5: <laughs> you come you need, thank you I
1: appreciate that that's very nice and Logan are you performing uh, anywhere around town soon?
5: I'll be a top tune November 2nd, a little ways out.
3: But be there. The one-year show.
1: Maybe Logan will be paired with someone interesting again. We'll see. Uh, and as you know, I'll be at the Acme Comedy Theater in Hollywood on October 2nd, 8 p.m. Go to Laugh Stub to get tickets. And if you're in New York or the New York area, please come see my show, a Carlin Home Companion. You can get tickets at AFOFest.org. I'll be doing four shows. October 11th through the 19th and uh, come meet me afterwards and say hi. I talk to everyone who comes to the show. I'd love to meet you and and hear all the funny stories and tell me what you Googled. All right, everyone (laughs) have a great week. I have no idea. I think Jen Posner may be here. I know she's supposed to be here this week. We keep rescheduling. Hopefully she'll be here next week and we'll discuss uh, women in the media. And if not, we'll uh, we'll have some sort of fun thing to do. All right, everyone. And we're going out with more Eric Cuff's. And what is the song?
3: Time, don't bring me down.
1: Oh, so true. Time, don't bring me down. Eric Cuffs, enjoy. Yeah.
0: Down below my window, there's a bus on down the street. Cars be honking their horns, people on their phones, cross avenue fast on their feet, babe. We're like pigeons up above the city in the not take a breath. But your smile it slows the town, turns off the sound, helps me to forget. On, help me. Wumbles my next. Now it ain't here to sing a love song Like it is to sing the blues Even then you gotta meet certain standards Gotta break a certain amount of blues. Never Won't be there until you leave So don't leave, baby Cause time don't get me down Whenever you're around me Yeah, I can't let things slide when you by my side Oh, oh, baby